From Calvary Church of Santa Ana, this is the Calvary Life Podcast, the show where we share stories, laugh together, and have discussions about faith, life, and God with people from Calvary Church. Here are your hosts, Eric and Matt. All right, welcome to the Calvary Life Podcast. This is Eric Wakeling. Matt Doan, how are you doing? Doing really well as we start this great week. Yeah, you know, we were just talking before we started recording about Instagram again. Oh boy. Instagram Reels, because last week we talked about your sort of... um, well, Ig- ignorance. Okay. I'll ignorance. Like, that's why I pause. I want yeah. you to fill that word in. So <laughs> a little backstory. I was trying to follow my daughter's surf trip uh, in Kentucky uh, and they were posting Instagram stories every day. And Eric walked me through on the podcast live yes. for all yes. of you guys to enjoy. Yes. How to actually yeah. go through the different and um, Instagram. Yeah. Work. And I'm sure they listened to that already. Sure. So, okay. 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 <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I just I like being meaty about this stuff, but it's so funny. But yeah, so then so we're talking about like reels and stuff yeah. like that. And then you're like, what's a reel? And then we're yes. joking about that. And then um the Calvary Life like Instagram account posted a reel yes. of our part of our conversation, which was like it was all like good stuff from you actually. Yeah, shout out to Jordan Cranda, yes. uh, who does a wonderful <laughs> job on our video tech team for <laughs> listening to the podcast and yeah. then throwing it back in our yeah, face it just made me laugh and then just now i was telling you about it and you were like wait what's a reel <laughs> no i did not say what is a reel i said where do you find reels there's yeah. a big difference all right all right all right right so when you go to any like account uh-huh it's like you just like there's a couple buttons over from posts are reels okay let's all listeners let's all do this together oh, okay if, if you listen to the podcast maybe you can't do this if they're like driving or something yeah. listen oh yeah oh and like while they're listening right I bet they might be able to so yeah, so if you, I don't know, uh-huh. I'm going to click on uh, okay. maybe like a Chelsea account that I follow oh or something. Yeah, here we go. Football Chelsea club, football, football club. club. Yeah. So then like posts as far left, like that little grid of squares. Yeah. That's posts. Oh, and then the next button over, with the, it looks like a, <laughs> a play button almost or something or like that, that, uh, what's that thing called where yeah. they, they, when they say, um, and action and they click that right. little thing, right. you know, um, okay. it looks like that. Those are reels. Okay. You see it? Yep. I All do. Right. All right. So everybody else now understands we've just talked for two minutes about, <laughs> about Instagram again. I actually, as I was opening my Instagram, Ben Harris, we talk about a lot on this podcast. Oh yeah. His wife, Sarah posted a nice picture of their son. I know. Isn't that great? That is a great picture. It's yeah. really cute. I'm going to like it right now. Okay. Like <laughs> Okay, that's it. <laughs> okay, close. close <laughs> yes, but, focus. But today we wanted to talk about not Instagram, but yeah. um, something um, something much more important, which is uh-huh. global missions. Yeah, and we have Reach Week coming up in yes. Calgary, and this yes. is like even just us thinking about like okay, with Reach Week coming up, and like you know what? Why do we care about this? And like, why do we still care about missions? Mm-hmm. Why do we as a church care? Like, what's kind of even you and I like our heart. Of yeah. getting into that and stuff like that. So, cause you're the, you're the reach pastor. Yes. The commissions pastor. Uh, this is the 71st reach week at Calvary church. Whoa. Isn't that cool? Yes. So 71 years of this last couple of years looked a little bit different. We haven't actually had like a full on reach week mm-hmm. since 2019. So true. this coming up here in a couple of days from the time of this recording is really exciting as we gather I think about 28 missionaries families are coming to hang out with us at Calvary for yes. about a week and a couple days and just talk about what God's doing around the world. So I think for me, I just get excited when I see and hear 
God's movement around the world, not just here in Orange County, Santa Ana, but yes. all around the world. Yes. Yeah. So, cause we care about both here in mm-hmm. Calvary. We care about right here. We yeah. care because God cares about both. That's right. <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> I like to remember a few years ago or a couple of years ago, the theme was, uh, what was it like across the street and around the world or yeah. something like that? Is yeah. That, yeah. Cause it's like trying to think both, yep. you know, think both ways. Yep. Love your neighbor. Yes. Love God both locally, globally. Yeah. That's awesome. So for you, what were some of your first sort of missions experiences or things that kind of lit a fire in you? Because mm-hmm. you started I mean, in ministry, you started as a youth pastor right? and you're a reach pastor. And I think you, it's interesting. You're like, you're, you're, re, you're the missions guy here uh-huh. at Calvary. And you're also, so, <laughs> sounds weird, but like a regular pastor too. You yeah, just like, yeah. care for people, <laughs> pre- <laughs> preach the word, care for people, like all that stuff. Right, yeah, yeah. I'm like a little bit of a hybrid because you do have in some church settings, particularly yeah. um, larger church settings, You'll have like a missions guy who basically every time you talk to him, he's thinking and talking about missions right? yeah. 24 hours a day, right. which is awesome. That's great. Uh, our model is a little bit different here. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, my my origin story, if you will, yes. of falling in love with um, God's heart for the world started actually when I was like six or seven years old. And um, I happened to live next to a Bible college. Our family wasn't connected to Bible college, but we just happened to live down the street from it. Huh. And this Bible college had eight houses that they owned, they were like condos um, next or on the college campus where missionaries would come in and like furlough, they called it back then. They would yeah. take like their sabbatical, their their three months, six month, one year um, break from ministry. Yes. And they're coming back from hard places and Ecuador and Africa, Ivory Coast, I remember. And so anyways, these eight houses would now become my friends because these families would come back to Bible college, they'd hang out in these uh. condos and I'd have instantly like three or four new buddies to play with for six months to a year. Huh. So it was hard because you'd get close to these buddies and then they would move away. Yeah. But I got to like learn German in some ways. I don't remember any of it, but like getting to like be with a family that was from Germany. Yeah. Um, hear Africa. Cool stories yeah. And stuff. I just get to yeah. kind of experience life through them and with them. So that was my first kind of, I guess I'd say like excitement for global missions. And then it was when I went on one of our Mexico trips when I was in my youth group back in Northern California and yeah. Um, getting to see firsthand cross-culturally just across the border how much different people live than we did, mm-hmm. some of their conditions that were harsh. What and was that trip like? Like, what'd you do? Yeah, we built all the same things you do, right? Build, build yeah. a couple houses. Okay. We did a VBS, um, things like that. So, yeah. so yeah, my heart just became softer and softer towards that. Um, and then it was just also our family seemed to, like, invite missionaries over for dinner. We would be exposed to missions so it felt like we actually knew people, not even just when I was seven, but as I was growing up to be older, we just kind of were around missionaries. So it felt mm. like tangible. Yep. Yeah. So, that's cool. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. And then I have a couple more things, but I want to ask you first, what yeah, was sure. yours like kind of initial kind of encounters with missions? Yeah. I feel like I had, um, well, I grew up in a, within a family that was very much, um, all about like local, I guess you would say like local outreach. Right. So my parents had um, group homes. We had kids that lived in our my house growing up, like teenagers that were just or like young adults who were just getting off drugs and stuff like literally lived in our house. So that was the setting I grew up in. And uh, and then my mom was a therapist. My dad like ran this um, group home agency and foster family agency. So I kind of grew up around that. Like it was it was sort of ingrained that you were supposed to. Like, that was just what you do. You care about other people. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, right. And people that are having some sort of need or struggling or don't know the Lord. And then I remember though, when I was in, I think it was my, maybe only my freshman year, I'd done some missions, stuff, but my freshman year in high school, I went to like a, 
an inner city Los Angeles yeah. mission trip, kind of like what we do with our kids here. Mm -hmm. And I remember just like going with like a small group of people, like my youth pastor and a couple others on this thing where we were walking around. And then we went up to, I just, I vividly remember going up to this guy and then my youth pastor looking at me and just like, Eric, kind of take it Whoa. away, like start, start the conversation, <laughs> How you old know? Were you? just a freshman in high school. Wow. And I just remember being super intimidated and it was, you know, it was a, a, a homeless guy yeah. in downtown LA. It's kind of a, it's just like a, here's a San Clemente kid talking yeah. to a guy who's lived a really hard life. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, um, but like that just sort of it, that conversation led to talking mm -hmm. about Jesus and, um, and it was, it was cool. Like it sort of, mm. it just sort of started something stirring. Right. And then, um, and then, you know, similarly probably to what you were talking about where then like going on a Mexico type trip and we had, we worked with, um, even when I was like first youth pastoring, we worked with an orphanage just right across the border, mm -hmm. across the Otay Mesa border in Mexico, uh, in Tijuana area, but just inland a little bit. And it was cool to just have like a ongoing relationship with yeah. that same group at that same place. And so we'd go and talk to people, you know, just hang out with kids, uh, doing ministry in their community as well. Like those, those, those kids that were living in this orphanage, mm -hmm. which is, you know, I know we don't even like, we don't want kids living in orphanages. We want no. kids and families. Right. But, um, we wanted to help these kids as much as we could, but like, it was cool to go out like on mission with them, yeah. you know, into their neighborhood. And then right. they had worship band down there. And uh. it was just like, I, I talked about how it's like, this is like some of the worst, <laughs> some of the, literally the worst music ever, but like the most beautiful hearts behind yeah. it. Yeah. And it was just so like, it would make me cry. Not mm. cause it was like so bad, but cause it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> and some of those experiences. So it's like a lot of times yeah. people can, I don't know if people know, like it's sort of short term, these short term yes. mission strips are kind of like debated or looked yeah. down upon. But at the same time, for me, they were pivotal and kind Absolutely. of some of my foundational stuff yeah. for me. I don't know how great it was. I think the argument could be, I don't know how great it was for those kids. And that's Leo. usually what the criticism is. Oh, it's right. the same groups going over, taking their Instagram photos and right. painting the same wall in Kenya that they painted, you know, a week <laughs> yeah. ago. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's, it's more work for the missionaries, but no, but you can't, I mean, we can debate, I think how you need to be better stewards of raising all these yeah. funds and going yeah. over. Yeah, yeah, it does. It changes the hearts of those who serve. And so my story, right. really going back to that real quick too, yeah. was um, when I was 15, I gave my life fully over to Jesus in my mind. I was at Hume Lake on a Thursday night rededication. And World like, changer. Yeah, I was like, Lord, <laughs> I was like, um, I'm going to follow you with 100% of my life. Yeah. But don't make me a pastor like my dad, <laughs> yep. as I saw some of the hard things he had gone through. And don't make me a missionary because mm. I didn't want to like... I wanted yeah. to make a lot of money. That was like my thought back yeah. then. So that was my surrender prayer. God, yeah. I give you everything, Except. but don't make me a pastor or a missionary. And now You're I'm a missions, a missions pastor. pastor. It's like God just must have been just delighting in, uh, in so me funny. that day. But um, but it was on a missions trip. Um, again, in the short term team, my senior year in college, going to Costa Rica and um, and Nicaragua, that just really shaped mm. me and. And brought me out of my comfort zone in a sense of like, oh, no, no, like yeah. living my life for Christ and whatever that venue is, is so worth it. Yep. And I'll go wherever he calls me. Yeah. And um, that was one of those baseball on mission. Kind yeah. Of trips, yeah. Right? It's called Athletes in Action. Maybe you've heard of it. It's part of Campus Crusade for Christ. Yeah. crew kind of their yeah. like umbrella. But yeah, yeah, it's a really good program. That's awesome. That's awesome. I remember at um, when I was at Biola, I've joked about this before, but um, 
I didn't want to date any nurse, <laughs> nursing majors. Yes. Because it felt like all the, the girl nursing majors wanted to be missionaries. <laughs> and <laughs> you were trying to stay away from that. <laughs> Do you think you were feeling called and just wrestling with it? Uh, no, I don't. I, I also think I was just messing around when I say that. Probably mostly, but like, I don't think so. I don't, I don't know. I haven't really, don't, don't try and turn this on me right now. <laughs> no, just we kidding. have a spot for you yeah. but what's funny is like all the it's like half the pastors here are married to a nurse i know, you know? i know that is funny yeah <laughs> yeah um but so maybe it would have been okay but I yeah think so it's we were probably better i married a christian school teacher oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's its own mission field it <laughs> really right. is that's right. um so yeah we we each have our kind of stories of being of growing up as kids being influenced by just seeing global people around us yeah but we both share an experience, even in the last few years, of kind of having that, I think, dial turned up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, what's, are you talking about Europe? <laughs> I don't know what he I'm trying to do this transition to look at me and then I'm like, wait, are you, what? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I know. I think you're talking about our trip yes. to Paris. Yes. yes. So Matt and I had a bromance yeah, trip. We, uh, <laughs> We talk about this a lot, I guess. I know it's funny, but I like it's it's a funny story. It is. But, um, you know, I was so you were already the the missions pastor, right? And we have a few missionary families that were with Greater Europe Mission, and um, the one of them who's kind of like on like maybe like more senior leadership with Greater Europe Mission, which mm -hmm. is Chris Tweedy, and uh, he's their CFO, uh, and then also does like. He's their CFO, but then he also does sort of more what you'd think like missionary-ish type stuff is, right. you know, which is kind of a weird thing to say. But yeah, um, he was just in uh, Romania. Yeah, he yeah, literally was just in Romania helping with Ukrainian refugees. And it's awesome. So it's really cool. He's doing all sorts of cool stuff. Now, it's also cool to be the CFO of a missions agency and help like make everything happen for that agency. Exactly. Right. But um, he had he was having a or they were having like a sort of like a thing for donors or people that were like interested in that. And he had invited us to come out to, um, he actually invited you and Michael Wells to go out to Paris for this like sort of conference presentation experience thing. And what's funny, then Michael Wells couldn't go. And he's like, do you want to go, Eric? And I'm like, sure. <laughs> Just kind of randomly like, yeah, sounds cool to go to Paris. Right. Um, and sounds cool to hear what's going on. But sure. then, um, so then it was so funny that you and I went on this trip to Paris without our wives. I know. We had all these little like moments together. On, I know. Eiffel Tower, selfies. Yeah. Bridge over the River Seine, and just like where the people. <laughs> we didn't are. do that, did we? We put did we, walk we, over the we put a little lock on the. That, that. <laughs> 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 no, we didn't do that. Uh, but we were walking around all those places yeah, and taking selfies, time. And sending them to our wives. Yeah, but, but it was great. But yeah, we really, we both got um, just excited about the vision yeah. that this specific agency and this specific work was. But mm -hmm. it kind of like kindled something of, you know, uh, to get us fired up about missions in general, even more. Yeah. It shifted us, um, in a sense. Yeah. Okay. How can we focus in the next few years on helping reach Europe from yeah. our little sphere of influence, uh, yeah. here at 1010 North Tustin. And then, and then also just something that's been a legacy kind of builder here at Calvary, which is Bible translation. We've had so many incredible Bible translators been raised up here from Calvary over the last 81 years of the church's yeah. existence. And so celebrating that and then spurring on more to even join that movement. And mm -hmm. so 
that was really based on that initial trip going to France, seeing the work of Greater Europe Mission. And then, and then you went all in. You're now like, aren't you like the president of Jim or something? <laughs> no. or? I'm cur- yeah, I am currently the vice chair of the U.S. board for Greater Europe Mission. Do you yes. Have a, do you have a business card for I that? I do not have a business card for that. Do you have a t-shirt or something? I d- do you have a name tag? I have a like a jacket, a little, like a little pullover thing. Is this yeah, vice chairman? Backpack. No, oh. no, no, nothing with this. Oh, that. Okay. You silly. No, yeah. no, no, no. And nothing that says like board member or something. <laughs> uh, but I but was you've a, gone all in. Yeah. Like this is your yeah, you're giving time. Yes, yes. And thought and wisdom to yeah. um to really living this out. And a little bit of money too, but not that much because I don't have that much. <laughs> yeah, but I, I try to give that some. <laughs> That's but, great. No, but like what's cool is how it's really amazing how God got us fired up about what they were doing and, and what others are doing in Europe. And again, we say all this with like, and we're super fired up about what's happening with all of our other missionaries around the world. Yes. We have wonderful missionaries. This isn't an exclusive kind of thing, but at the same time, back then they were telling us a lot about the work that they were doing with um, one Europeans who'd lived there for a long time. And it was very dark, um, spiritual like spiritually that yeah that less than two percent of western europe actually there was all, i think for all of europe yeah would claim like a born-again evangelical christian yes, yes like yes. what you would like not you know so like obviously there can be some catholics that are that mm-hmm. but um but like not just people that are kind of part of a cultural religion right you know so people that are are all in and um, so super dark in that way and needing the light of Christ. And then also that was at the kind of more in the beginnings of some of the refugee, uh, influx from mm-hmm. Syria, Syria specifically, mm-hmm. and then some other Middle Eastern countries yeah. and, um, even Africa. some West African yeah. countries, like all the way, it still blows my mind. Cause we're talking about West African countries, like way all the way over on the other side yeah. of Africa. And then they they make their way such a journey on land. Yeah. All the way to, to the middle East up to Turkey and then across, which was right. just crazy. Yeah. Um, so, so really wanting to serve there. And then now that has led to um, opportunities that we have to help and serve with the Ukrainian refugees. Mm-hmm. And so we've been kind of passionate about this refugee work in Europe um, for a while now. And it's cool to like have been involved in that um, already. And then to keep being involved in that now. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. you can even speak in a moment, maybe tell your Lesvos experience when you were over there at yeah. that um, place, we have a college team just in the last, you know, we've been locked down the last couple of years of sending short-term teams. We're talking about how yeah. powerful and impactful that is for us. I just kind of, my heart's been sad just thinking of like, <laughs> Oh, or is this a whole generation that hasn't experienced, you know, cross-cultural, um, yeah. evangelism service, just vision, but it's exciting. I think, Lord willing, we're going to get this college team over to Cyprus, the island of Cyprus, to work with refugees this yeah. coming summer. Yeah. Um, and so hopefully we're starting to ramp up again to what we call GO teams, those global outreach teams. Yes. But I mean, you were on one of the first ones, I think, that came, or I mean, you went by yourself, right, to oh, yeah. Lesbos? We, yeah, to Lesbos with <laughs> some people from Jam and mm-hmm. with Chris Tweedy, the guy we were talking mm-hmm. about. And yeah, it was just, I mean, I've talked about this a few times, but it was radically... Um, I don't know, man, it was brutal. It was just so brutal. And it was, um, so hard to see what people are dealing with in a place that's supposed to be a quick pass through. Mm. And it became a place that people were living for a year and a half and they're supposed to be there for a couple months at most. And it's designed for 
something like 3,000 people. And then there was over 10,000, 15,000 people living, yeah. living there, which is, as you could see, of course, in a situation like that with those things, it would get really, really hard. And then um, you've also then you have people from all these different places, some of which don't like each other. Yeah. I mean, there were people from, right. you know, so you've got people from Syria, from Iraq, from Afghanistan, from some African nations, some Palestinians were there mm. and just like all sorts of places of people that have just been through really hard stuff. And then they're overcrowded, underserved oh. and just struggling. So going in there and I was just putting up, just putting up tents basically the whole time I was there and just, they needed people to be putting up tents, but, but putting up tents wasn't just kind of like setting up a, a, a little pop-up tent. Well, let's see. Was, uh, yeah. A goes into B. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was pickaxing. It yeah. was on a hillside. So it was pickaxing the ground to get level places that were never meant to have no, people live in. No. Yeah. And then, and then tragically that whole camp burned to the ground. Right. And uh, they built a new one kind of just a few miles away or something mm. like that, which actually seemed a little bit more organized in the mm -hmm. way it was built. But I don't know if that means it's much better. That was mm -hmm. all during COVID. So it's just like, I haven't been able to see that in person yet, mm -hmm. you know? Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, it was just uh, super impacting of what these people go through and yeah. um, talked about sitting with people from that said they were um, these people from Afghanistan and they're, you know, like making these like hand gestures of like mm. guns being shot and bombs mm. exploding and them, yeah. them walking. And they're kind of hand gesturing, trying to communicate with me of what their story was. And I was just trying to hold it together until yeah. I could get them moved into the one fourth of a tent that they were assigned for five people, you know? And yeah. so it was brutal. So, but, uh, but those kind of experiences, you they know, shape you. Yeah. They yeah. shape you. Yeah. You can give, you're giving something. I mean, that place actually needed people doing that work. Like right. it was, they needed people helping and they constantly do. Yeah. Um, so if you're, even if you're someone out there, that's like, if that's something you'd want to do, like we can help connect you to that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. It glow, so when you get involved globally, you do become more in touch with suffering. And I think that's yeah. both a warning and a blessing, right? So you sit with people in a lot of hard places mm -hmm. and you hear their stories and it's heartbreaking. Like you're describing with refugees, none of them leave because they want to. Yeah. <laughs> there's some type uh -huh. of, there's some type of con some event, some catastrophic yeah. event that's happened in their life. That's launched them away from their yeah. homeland and their culture. Um, I remember being in Nicaragua as a college kid and, uh, not seeing anyone like in their thirties, no men in their thirties. Mm -hmm. And I remember asking somebody, well, I don't see like many like young dads and they're like, Oh, they're all mm. killed. They were all killed in, in the war. Yeah. And it's like, what? Like, yeah. so the suffering, when you get involved globally, you get in touch with suffering, but you also get in touch with beauty and reconciliation and God moments. And I was in Albania. I know you've been several times two years ago and I was in a van with Patrice, who actually is an elder of the church of, a way of peace who just passed away this last week. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was a wonderful man. Uh, I think he was in his um, late sixties, early seventies, but I was next to Patrice. I was next to um, pastor birdie who will be with us next week mm -hmm. uh, here at reach week. And we're driving in this car on this dirt road in the back, back country of Albania. And uh, birdie says 25 years ago, we want to, we would have killed you. <laughs> and I'm in the middle seat of yeah, this like yeah, van yeah. and I'm like, whoa, 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 what do you mean? And he goes, we were training to 
attack when America attacked us and you wow. were, you were the enemy. Yeah. And now here we are 25 years later and you're our brother. Hmm. And it's like, whoa, it's like such a beautiful moment of like the reconciliation of Jesus. And when he changes people, he changes everything <laughs> and, and including just bonding relationships. You can be somewhere like Kenya, Mali, Brazil, and you can look at someone you have no language, shared experiences or culture with, but you can say we're brothers yeah, because we both worship the same Christ. And so when you get involved globally, you share sufferings, but you also have such beauty of reconciliation, brotherhood, family. Yeah. Isn't that cool? I mean, it's, it's wild to think about the way some of these like global things shift. Like, yeah. I mean, even, so we have missionaries in Germany, like mm-hmm. the, the Tweedies, the Peebles, there's yeah. some, there's some missionaries that kind of serve other areas that live there, like the sure. Robinsons and the, and Monier. Monier. Yeah. Um, and so like, and then we just Roy and Min just went to Japan, yes. and which is so cool. Last they're, Wednesday, yeah, yeah, they're there and just getting kind of getting their feet wet and mm-hmm. just getting moved in and used to it and all that. But like at the same time, we were in a global war with those two countries, yeah. like eight, sixty years ago. What is that? You know, maybe eighty years Wait, ago. No, yeah, do the math. Yeah, yeah. So I just on a side note, I just read somewhere that you know the Wonder Year show. It was oh, yeah. like in the 60s. Yeah, yeah. When that came out in the 90s, that's how long it is now. Like the Wonder Years for us now would be the 1990s. Oh, that's Are so you following what I'm saying? Yeah, because that was like the 50s feel like the 90s to yeah. the kids nowadays. Yeah. What it felt like to us is Matt and I are Gen Xers, <laughs> greatest generation. So World, World <laughs> War II was 72, 74 years ago? No, longer than that. Yeah, it's like early 40s. So yeah. I mean, mid 40s. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's crazy, but it's just crazy that, but like my point, just even though, like, <laughs> sorry, no, 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 it's okay. Cause it's, it is crazy to think about, but like that we were at war with those nations and now we have missionaries like serving in those nations right. and Albania was part of the Soviet Union. And so yeah. was at like cold war with sure. us, but was training to kill us. And it's interesting to even see like, okay, so what will happen with Russia? Yeah. Or, um, Iran. Yeah, yeah. Some of these places that and North some of these, Korea. Yeah. Some of these places we have people that are either there or are actively like we've had missionaries in the past mm-hmm. trying to walk the border of North Korea just mm-hmm. to pray over it. Yeah. For the spirit to work in some way in this super dark place. Like, yeah. How cool is that? It like, is. So we can't always get in, but we can still see if there's ways that the spirit can be moving. And yeah. Working. And, yeah. And we believe in a future Absolutely. peace. Right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, God's God's spirit can't be stopped yeah. by borders, governments, or right. anything. It's pretty right. cool. Yeah, so that's amazing. I don't even know like how I got thinking about no, it. Oh, what you were saying about Pastor Birdie, but yeah. yeah so yeah. so we just I mean, that's a little bit of our stories. We want you to be involved. We want you to be a global Christian. Mm-hmm. Um because I think you'll be blessed in doing that just as we have been. Um mm-hmm. and I'm still growing myself. There's still <laughs> We have like all these flags in the reach missions office right now. And <laughs> I don't um, think I know what you're going to say. My, probably. my buddy came in today, uh, Chet Williams and yeah. Chet's from, lives in, serves in Ecuador. And uh, he's like, Oh, the Ecuadorian flag. I'm like, what, which, which one? one? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, I'm, I have so much to learn and grow. So if you feel like you're just like in square one, it's okay. Yeah. I got to admit that my flag knowledge is pretty low. <laughs> Matthew E.B. just, Got shed a tear right here. Yeah, because he's got a collection of flags. Yeah, yeah, but I just I feel like it's just a collection of different 
just colored stripes and yeah. I don't know how I'll ever be able to know. There is, I mean, so Matthew E.B. is a member here at Calvary Church, serves on our tech team. He, it's his passion. Yes. And actually asked him yesterday, I go, Matt, I need two flags from you that I doubt you have, but I'm just going to throw it out at you. He's like, try me. <laughs> I said, North Macedonia. So Ooh. Macedonia changed their name. Yes. And uh, he's like, I got it. He had <laughs> and then it. I said, do you have Ukraine? I got it. Whoa. So he's going to bring those actually for us to display nice. during re reach week. So that's there awesome. are people that are gifted in that way, but that's not me. Yeah. Well, do you think, uh, do you think Matt listens to the pod? Do you listen to this? I, we got to ask him on Sunday. I know <laughs> if we mention anything about the Dodgers, we might get him. Yeah, that's true. Um, he, he is a soccer guy too, you know? Okay. He likes soccer. He likes us men's national team. Okay. Stuff. All right. He likes this national is for you, team Matt. stuff. Yeah. There we you love go. you. Appreciate you. Uh, but... Yeah. You guys could say hi to Matt as he takes, uh, as he works one of the video cameras. I'm sure he'd love the attention. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's cool. But yeah, I know my, uh, my, my flag knowledge is, is pretty bad, but we're, we're all growing. And yeah. Um, yeah, we think you can find ways to get involved. Like right. if you want to, like, it's kind of the classic thing of the pray, give, go. Right. And pray, give, go that of course you could pray. Like mm -hmm. anybody can pray at any time, any moment. That's what's the cool thing about prayer. Yeah. Right? Um, and then can't be stopped. Right. And really anybody can give because we're not saying give a million bucks or whatever. It's just, give whatever you can give mm -hmm. and to whatever you can give to. We obviously we cherish people giving to our reach fund to help support our missionaries yes. and the projects that we're involved with locally and otherwise. Yeah. But like at the same time, I know you and I have this kind of heart of just like, well, if you care about something else out there, give, give, yep. give to that, like just give to support what God's doing around the world. Yeah. We, I, I guess my like take on that would be is so, we have a pretty cool system. I think it's great here at Calvary where we say, Hey, give to our, our gen, we call it general fund, which doesn't mean boring or anything, but just means like to all the, like the ministries of Calvary. Yeah. And then above and beyond that by faith, give towards God's work around the world through Calvary church. And so yep. in a sense for every dollar that you give above and beyond your normal giving uh, to our missions fund, you're saying, Lord, I, I'm going to pile this together with my brothers and sisters in this family. And we believe we can do something even greater than we can do individually. Yep. And so it's kind of like this beautiful trust in the Lord type thing. And also the community coming together, yeah. um, doing something that we couldn't do on our own. But just as you just said, yeah, <laughs> far be it from us to say, yeah. oh, you have to give this way. Right. The Lord owns everything. He is in control. And if God has a college friend of yours that is serving in the Philippines, support them as God leads you to do that. And the thing, though, that you can know, I guess, about our stuff is that, you know, that this stuff has at least been vetted in some way by us. Right. Um, and these are people that we don't just work with, but know personally. Yes. Good point. Um, so that's like where if you're just like not sure where to give and it's yeah. just kind of from some Instagram influencer out there that you yeah. have seen, but you're not sure, like you can know that we're supporting some even like with let's say this ukraine stuff yeah like we're supporting some work with people in these bordering countries that we know and trust that are doing work absolutely um, and that are also believers and yep. it doesn't um doesn't mean they're out there hammering people that are just like one foot across the border from ukraine to poland or romania they're not just hammering them over the head with the gospel instantly yeah. but they're caring for them both physically and spiritually. Yeah. Yeah. A guy like Oleg Rutki, who's, yeah. you know, in Moldova, uh, right. Shares a border with Ukraine and he's on the front lines. He and his wife, yeah. um, 
We should be Marina. praying for them because, I mean, yeah. they're also not a NATO country. It could be right. next. Yeah, There's a lot of fear there. Yeah. In fact, I just talked to Oleg this morning oh. and um, we're trying to actually get him here to be our VBS missionaries. Uh, he and his wife and their four kids. Wow. Um, and we'll see where the world is at that point. Right. Um, Doesn't that in, sound great? Like it in sounds, July. Wow. But um, he even said today, he's like, I think I, I think we need this. I think we would need a little break, a little break by that point. But they're just going for it. Serving yeah. the refugees coming across. Maybe 10 million not just Moldova, but potentially yeah. 10 million people have crossed the borders so far wow. in that. So Oleg's on the front lines. We know him. We love him. He's been in our homes. Yeah. Um, and so that's a place you can trust when you give to. Yep. I just had a, had a lady about two weeks ago write me and she's like, hey, can you look at this organization for me? I'm not sure I've been giving to it, but I'm not sure. And I looked it up. I was like, yeah, I hate to tell you, but that's a cult. Uh, and so, yeah. um, but you always ask us too. We could do some yeah. vetting and research for you as well. Exactly. Can you imagine when VBS is a break? Like your life is hard. If VBS is a break for you, that means I don't mean to joke about that, that situation, but that's like pretty wild. When you because think for the rest it. of us, it's tiring. It's like this is one of the most it's intense, fun, likely tiring. fun and tiring weeks there are. But that's totally. nothing compared to obviously I don't mean to make light. No, of I anything, but I totally. Yeah. But wow. Yeah. So that's that's something. So pray, give and then go mm -hmm. uh, that you can actually go to some of these places mm -hmm. and. I mean, that's where I'd even want to be able to like have you go on one of our go trips, yep. these, these short-term trips that we have that are to different places. Like what do we have going on this summer? Cause I, I know everything's like right yeah. now it's blessed are the flexible for they <laughs> shall not be broken <laughs> for but, sure. But, um, but we have some plans that we're trying to work yeah, out. Yeah. We've, we've taken a few steps forward and a few steps back even in the right. last few weeks. So okay, we yeah. actually had a team going to Moldova Right. Uh, this summer to do some training of um, Sunday school teachers mm. just in the local churches. But um, that trip's been postponed um, probably till fall, just depending on what's happening mm -hmm. uh, over there. As I mentioned, we have this team from Cyprus. I'm looking at putting together a team to go to Albania when Birdie's here, uh, Pastor Birdie's here next week. We'll kind of yeah. flesh out a little bit more details of what they're needing um, mm. in their ministries uh, right now. Mm. But really we have... Um, we have 70 active missionaries around the world and then we have 20 retired missionaries. So 90 total. Mm. And it, it might be as simple as just contacting one of them and saying, Hey, do you ever need someone to come serve with you? Yeah. And I'm sure you could work something out and we could even help you, um, put something organized together. Yeah. And so, um, so we're hoping, we're praying that the borders will begin to open ministry yeah. will begin to happen yeah. really soon. Yeah, for sure. And can I tell you something else? I haven't told anyone this yet, but yeah. I'm praying two people or families commit to full-time missionary work based on reach week. I love that. Okay. So maybe you're the one that's listening to this right now. Yeah. <laughs> I got scared that you're saying maybe, I, maybe <laughs> like I when I said, one? when I said yeah. singular, no, I meant it like plural, <laughs> but maybe, yeah, you never know. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely not going to say that would never be me. Cause that means yeah. you're like signed up the next week. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. No, but like, again, jokes aside that that's, that's how God works. Yeah. I mean, so many people, so many people that are missionaries actually through Calvary are missionaries because of a moment like that. Mm -hmm. Like, and it was a series of moments leading yeah. to that and the yeah. spirit working in them, but that's the whole harvest is right. But the workers are few Absolutely. at the same time. The, there's also a sense of a, a harvest of workers mm -hmm. you know it's kind of an interesting yeah. thing to think about but yeah. yeah that's that's good but people like uh these you know these legends that you just love and respect like a uh, like lloyd and nancy lloyd, peckham yeah. right and he, i mean he was 
it's from these kind of experiences yes. at church being challenged and, yeah. and encouraged and from the word of God, the spirit of God and, and, and people, the people of God. Yep. Right. So yeah, you never know. So I think you could even be, God could be using this to be kind of nudging and prompting you right now. Totally and, be a global Christian. Yeah. And, uh, but it could also just be getting involved in some of those other pray, give, go kind of thing mm-hmm. moments. Mm-hmm. So yeah, something else that's really cool oh, is yeah. that, um, so Thanksgiving the last year, November, we raised funds, not knowing who these families are, um, but we raised funds for some Afghan refugees that yes. were coming here after that country blew up last summer. And we raised way more than we thought we could. Mm. <laughs> the church was so generous with this. And so uh, anyways, uh, the Shooks, Tom and Gail, who are Calvary um, partners, missionaries, are the point people to finding families um, and we just met the first family or they met. I haven't even met them yet, okay, but nice. the first family that's come in. So it's super exciting and mm. looking forward to seeing how God uses the people of Calvary to care for them in their new home or yeah. wherever they're going to live right now. Lived in Afghanistan this time last year. Now they're living in Orange County. Can you imagine just how their lives have changed? Culture shock alone yeah. without even any of, even if everything was just like a normal move right. from Afghanistan to here would be just radical, but right. it's that it's fleeing and yeah. refugee. Something life. that wasn't on their radar a year right. ago now is reality. It'd be so cool just to see, obviously with all that money, we can do some above and beyond, but it'd be cool just mm-hmm. to see how we can just use our community to bless these people in mm-hmm. some like ways that they're just like, what, what's happening right now? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I so, totally agree. I love that. I know. Uh, so good stuff's happening. Yeah. Really good stuff. Um, so that's part of why we think, you know, I mean, I think the big reason that we believe that missions still matters is because the gospel always matters. Yeah. Right. The good news of Jesus. And, and even that's like our, our Christmas or our, well, it was our Christmas theme and it's going to be our Easter theme is good news of great joy because mm-hmm. it's uh, Easter is good news of great joy. It's the message of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so uh, kind of tying into our, our reach week theme is sent that we are sent and we say, God, here I am, send me. But what we are being sent with is that good news. Oh, that's good. Of great joy. Right. Well, you gotta, you gotta use that on a Sunday. <laughs> yeah. I gotta incorporate that. Yeah. There you go. That ties together. Yeah. We don't just get, we don't, Oh, this is, we don't get sent <laughs> empty handed. Right, right. Right. Let's go. Yes. We get sent with good news of great joy. And that great joy is God joy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's next, true. The next series. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's amazing. So like, I just, I think that could be, um, I don't know. I just want us to have like a heart and a mindset that still believes in the gospel, that still mm. believes in global missionaries. Now, that means our sort of approach and our strategies like change and adapt. Like we're, we see um, like, I mean, missions used to be on almost only um, Westerners going to other parts of the world. Yeah. Or like used for to us Americans. Nickname it West to the rest. West right? to the rest. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so even for us here as Americans, just Americans going to other parts yeah. of the world to and and the negative part is that it would be like to save them mm-hmm. you know and yes it's to bring jesus who will save them and but uh but like some of the negative bits would be where it would be to turn them then into westerners right right and yeah. or to save them from their other cultural stuff yeah and what's cool is like what you see lately is first of all western missionaries like understanding that and respecting it and helping people 
meet Jesus while retaining the beauty of their culture. Mm -hmm. But then you also see like people from these, like people from other cultures going on missions. And we're even starting to see people, missionaries coming here to America. Good and humbling. Yeah, Yeah. 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 But like, I know, so like with greater Europe mission, like, like the big focus is, is recruiting um, Europeans to reach yeah, Europeans and, and even like some Eastern Europeans to reach into Western Europe and vice versa, some yeah. Western Europeans to reach into Eastern Europe and, and both are needed. Um, and like, there's amazing stuff like in India with mm-hmm. like where you can support Indian nationals doing like, you know, doing ministry for like, like, a, you know, just incredible investment of, mm-hmm. of money can go a long way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, I'm, and my heart is it's, it's, it's like, it's a yes. And it's yeah. all and above yep. it's everything. Um, everything combined. It's not just like replacing the Western missionaries with national missionaries yeah. or, um, or saying that Western missionaries are bad. Right. But I think it's a embracing of, of, of a lot of different approaches. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's that diaspora of ministry. It's, mm-hmm. um, it's not just the West going now it's hybrid, it's nationals. Um, it's people going short, mid and long term. Yeah. Yeah. Like it does seem like the, the model of missions has become more pliable, flexible, yeah. even in the last generation. I'm not saying that we're, we're doing it better necessarily yeah. always, but, um, it does feel like there's some really exciting things in the world of missions that have happened for the sure. last 10, 15 years. And we have a bunch of nationals that we have the privilege to support here at Calvary church. And yeah. what's been so cool is we've even had a few opportunities to support um, missionaries outside the U.S. to go other places in the world. Yeah, so, so one will be with us next week. It's just Patricia. Patricia is from Venezuela, uh-huh. and uh, we met her through a Calvary partner. I've gotten to support her the last five years. She is serving in a Middle Eastern context, or, or serving in a Europe in Europe to Middle Eastern women. And it's the coolest thing, right? So yeah. here is a church in Santa Ana, California supporting a South America, Latin American missionary yeah. to Europe serving Middle Easterns. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> just so cool. Yeah, that's this is like, God's economy right there. Such a good just picture like that, yeah. that encaps, encapsulates that whole concept. Right. right. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> I love that. Huh? That's cool. And so that's where even in that, if you feel like, oh, well, I'm, you know, whoever you are listening, most yep. likely you're an American. Yep. Um, but you might think, oh, am I still needed? And that's the thing. Everyone's needed. Yep. And the beauty of some of these shifts in missions is it's not, it's not that you're not needed. It's that they're also needed. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, so it's adding on to the the team. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a cool way to think about it. Absolutely. Um, and so that's our heart. And yeah. that's what we want to, we want to see people be able to do that. And you can do that through again, praying right now mm-hmm. where you're at 10 2 That's right. Yeah. Pray every day at 10 2 AM or PM. Uh, and, uh, just be praying that God would send workers into the harvest because the harvest is right. But the workers are few. That's Luke 10 2. And so set an alarm on your phone, uh, maybe reestablish that alarm on your phone. If you deleted it, <laughs> that's actually a good word because several times <laughs> I've been like in a meeting at 10 02 and I've just like hit accidentally. I don't know if it, and then like, you turned the whole thing off right, again. Let's go back to my Instagram issues. Right. Yes. But then I turn it off and then a couple problem. days later, I'm like, oh, what? Right. Or I turned it off. Cause I was, I turned it off when I was in Israel because I'm just like, <laughs> 
is this going to go off it? I, I don't know why I was like, it was yeah. dumb, but I was worried. Like, is this going to go off in the middle of the night or mm-hmm. something and wake mm-hmm. me up? <laughs> like, did I have this set wrong? Or right. if you don't connect it to the internet or whatever, all that stuff's like weird. But yeah, yeah. so then make sure you turn it back on. So yeah, so turn your alarms for 10.02 back on and be praying that. And uh, that's something we learned from from Greater Europe Mission. Yeah. And, yeah. But it applies to all missions and it applies to you yourself. And maybe God's sending you i've been racking my brain trying to find other times that like connect to scripture that we could do too mm-hmm. trying to think three, like 3 16 p.m <laughs> yeah john 3 16 <laughs> your witnessing moment yeah yeah Gotta exactly. open the doors 28 doesn't really work like matthew 20 great commission <laughs> no, or, or make disciples a little rough not even military time <laughs> would cover you on that one uh, uh, acts 1 8 you know god gives you power to go to okay. jerusalem judea samaria the ends of the earth so you could do 108 108? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, because it's 10 2, Luke 10 2, 10 02. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 108 prayer. What else do we got? I think I even, I can't remember which one of these it was, but I did see like some other church or agency had like a, a movement called one of these. Like, okay. Pray at 316, you know. <laughs> and if you're hardcore, you pray at 316 a.m. If you really, oh. if you really love Jesus, you pray at 316 well, a.m. Yeah, so there's a whole movement of Korean churches, and there's some here in um, Southern California too that they do, I think it's 4 a.m. prayer. So they show up at their church. Seriously? Like Monday through Friday, 4 a.m. In fact, because the reason I even know this is, well, I have some Talbot um, or some seminary friends who are Korean who talk about this. Wow. But we had a Korean church that was looking to partner with us here at Calvary and they wanted to use our facility for a few months. So they found their own. They said, but we're going to need Monday through Friday, like a room available. <laughs> at 4 a.m. 4 a.m. <laughs> it's like, ooh. I don't know. I don't know if we have a crew. I mean, I was oh, you were there though. praying at 4 a.m. this morning. I don't know what you were doing, but... <laughs> That was even me. I'm the early riser. I was sleeping at 4 a.m. I know you made a comment yesterday that you're like, oh, I get up in the dark every day. I do. I get up in the dark every day. What time is that? It's like 530. 5, 530. I get up. Wow. 5 o'clock or 530. It's dark every day at 5. It doesn't matter if it's daylight savings time or standard time or whatever. Do you want to have an argument about um, about time? Since like we've been 45 minutes, it's time for us to stop being serious. Well, yeah, yeah. So speaking <laughs> of 1002 and times, so, you know, with time change, uh-huh. how great is it just to have it light at Lighter like later. seven o'clock? Yep. It's wonderful. Yep. I love it. Is that is that all you want to say? <laughs> I'm just going to make a statement that everyone agrees with. Did you hear that Congress is there's a law that's trying to be passed right now yes. to eliminate daylight savings or no, at least no, no, give no. the states the the well the vote was to have daylight savings time all it was senate oh, that's what i mean yeah yeah yeah. have daylight yeah. savings time all the time and right. the senate voted yes but the house the house has not voted yet okay they're still waiting it has to be both well yeah. they're probably going to add like 45 different provisions like and this will also <laughs> right right <laughs> this will also we'll give 14 million to yeah the whatever worker <laughs> this will send yeah bombs to some country that yeah. we shouldn't be sending them to right. um but <laughs> yeah i know so yeah, that's interesting. But then see people, I even just saw somebody posting about this today. Uh-huh. Molly Jones was posting okay. about how she doesn't like this idea. What? Because she's in support. There's a movement of people that are in support of always standard time. What, Molly? Are you an American? Molly. Well, because so always, sta- because see, here's the, here's the drawback of daylight savings time. Oh, I All, can't imagine one. No, no, no. So the, the drawback is, is it, it won't get. In the winter, uh-huh. it won't get light till like 9 a.m. And so you'll be dropping off like people with elementary school kids. Right. You'll be dropping off your elementary school kid at 8, 15 a.m. And it's pitch black outside. Well, first of all, <laughs> it's not 
gonna be pitch black if you've ever been up at like pitch dawn black. or something like you can see like it's just the, the sun's not fully up in the sky i think it's gonna be pitch black <laughs> You've seen five. You've seen five p.m. when you walk out of your office on daylight savings time change. It's pretty dark, and you're just like, "What's happening?" It's pitch black outside. So, so the standard people are arguing that we're too, being too short sighted. We're not considering the mornings. Yes, because the mornings you need the light to naturally wake you up. Is what okay. they say. Okay, but that's like what the farmers' like argument was. I think sure. back in the day when we did all this nonsense. Yeah, do you know it only was issued like in nineteen. 19- 18 or something it's yeah. not like this has gone on for oh, no, it's a the new entire deal. history of america i think people before just woke up in the morning <laughs> when it got light out and then they went to bed when they felt like it is this a really ignorant question <laughs> but do they have daylight savings time in other countries oh man that's a good i, I don't know siri I think, do they change back siri, and forth do <laughs> like do they have this thing of where they change it back and forth right. kind of thing yeah i actually don't know we need to we need to look into that i had um i'll call out oleg from and i love your brother brother but um did like a zoom call one time and I was going to teach some of his um, leaders um, some curriculum. And he's like 5am on Saturday, Matt. I'm like, Ooh, 5am. Okay. Just for you, Oleg. And just one time I'll do it. I get a call at 3.58am just buzzing my phone next to our bed. Doo, 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 doo. I'm like, what? And uh, Oleg had messed up on the time. It was started at 4am our time. Oof. That was a rough, that was a rough leadership meeting. I don't think anyone learned anything. <laughs> <laughs> what time? Yeah, that's because it was just like a normal time for them, right? Right. Like, yeah. It was yeah. Just like four exactly. In the or it was something. like perfect time for them. They're having tea. <laughs> All right. Do you I, know Germans have tea every afternoon? That's a German thing. That's too? actually most most people. But I was just with some Germans and they were having tea. I was like, oh, that's what we do every day. Wow. Interesting. Anyway, I don't. Now we're really going off different places. I know. I tried to search it and just oh, like the world has having, it. Having, you know, if you know the answer to that, I'm having problems. Podcast. Whatever. Yeah. Podcast at CalvaryLife.org. We'll bring it up on another day. Oh, I don't have my computer with me. We don't know if we got any emails. We don't know if we got any emails. I didn't check this week, but we'll see. I'm sure we got tons. Yeah. But, if you, but we'll still make time for your email mm-hmm. if you email us at podcast at CalvaryLife.org. <laughs> so I think I'm on team daylight savings time. Okay. I think I'm team. I think I don't. You're going against Molly. I'm going against Molly. Okay. I'm going against the standard people. Uh-huh. I think I'd like the whole, I'm with Erin Holm on Lighter Later. <laughs> That's her. She wants to start that as a holiday. Lighter Later. Lighter Later. later yeah. Although if it wouldn't be, there'd be, yeah, she'd have no holiday. Yeah. There'd be no Lighter Later Day. See, I wonder if you appreciate it more when you get it. Like all this, like last week I've been like, oh, yes. it's seven o'clock. It's night. It's nice out. And I wouldn't I care know. about that if it was just always the case. I, do I th- might be a standard guy. I do think we could get regrets. Yes. Well, or you might be a guy that likes the change. <laughs> See, because I think with the changes, we don't like the one day that yeah. it changes that it affects we're re- our sleep. We're responding about one day. Yes. Yep. But we could be, we could do this whole thing as we're annoyed by this one day. And then all of a sudden we're like, oh no, we have two months of a thing we hate. Yes. I, although I do know as when my kids were <laughs> little, it was, I, I hated the way it would affect their sleep. And mm. I think it would only be in one direction. I forget which, which day it was. See, that's Molly's issue. She has a young kid. Yes. So yes. she's just being selfish and yes. just caring about her own family. Yeah. Molly is pretty selfish. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if she listens to the podcast, but I hope somebody will tell her about it. <laughs> but, uh, wow. I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence. I could kind of go along with either one. I Standard. Would- I either want to keep it the way it is now okay. or go daylight savings always. That's what I want because I like lighter later. Wait, what? Because like, How's that 
<laughs> lighter later. Yeah, yeah. So keep it just how it has a dramatic day change. Either keep it how it is or you switch it to how it works daylight savings time all the time, like what the Senate voted for. I know, but you're saying, so you just want to either keep it or change it. That's like, like what the debate is. No, but not change it to standard all the time. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Because that would be the other the other option. Right. Um, or I had another idea. Sorry, this is like, I know this is, this is a lot, <laughs> but... I think, was I with you when I was talking about this? That it, if it changed every day by like 30 <laughs> seconds, like at midnight, your clock's changed oh, by like funny. 30 seconds you just every lose day. lose 30 seconds and of your life. it slowly kind of shifts throughout yeah. the whole year. And it goes forward for like six months and then it goes backward for six months or something like that. I don't know. Somehow I Maybe feel like I'm crazy. There's, but there's probably something that we're not thinking about in that. Like there's some technological satellite type thing that would like, I bet Kill. changing all the time like that would cause some serious problems. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I'm old enough to remember Y2K and how oh, yes. people were genuinely panicking. Totally panicking. That our computers could not handle the change that the entire world would shut down. Yeah. We had like uh, provisions yeah. set aside. We totally did. I had water and food set aside. I had a friend who bought a turkey just in case they had to kill it. <laughs> Oh, a living turkey? Yeah, they're going to kill it. They're going to live off the turkey if Y2K happened. Dude, there are people that bought like bunkers and stuff in Montana, yep. like full on. Do you have any like earthquake supplies? Uh, Yeah. So Costco <laughs> was selling, it was brilliant. Like a few years ago, they would sell like this like emergency kit yeah, that for works. like 50 bucks. Yes. They yes. sold a ton of them. Yes. Wonder where all those are today. People's garages. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I used to have... I. My problem is I'll do that kind of thing like once and then I'll forget to like refresh yeah. it. Cause like if you have like water supplies, you need to either keep it in something or you gotta like get new supplies. Yeah. My problem is the opposite. I actually start eating the supplies. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I have chickens. Yeah. So I think I could <gasps> last for a while off my, my chicken eggs. Really? Yeah. You're right. But I'd have to figure out how to feed them eventually if like the end of the world happened, like, and I ran out of chicken food, then I would yeah. just have to eat them. The thing is, <laughs> is you got to learn how to shoot a bow and arrow. <laughs> That's going to be the key to the Like apocalypse. all those, all those shows, Hunger Games, yeah. like Walking Dead, like stuff like that. Like every, it's always the bow and arrow person survives. How hard can a bow and arrow be? Just pull it to back. Do. Yeah, but do you, do you own one? No, I don't. See, or you're going to have to loot a store <laughs> then. No, what you, no, you just, like you're a kid, you get a stick and a string, you just build one. <laughs> All right. I think this is when we know we're done, right? Okay. Okay. This is good. This is really good. Um, hopefully next time we might, we're going to, we might not have an episode next week because the mission, we're hanging out with the missionaries at a retreat next week. Yeah. Um, but we'll see if we could maybe get some interviews. Right. But, um, we hope for that, but no promises. So we are appreciative of you guys and, uh, really grateful for you listening. But we're not grateful for you not emailing. So email us podcast <laughs> at calorielife.org. <laughs> all right. Sounds good. Appreciate all of you. Yes. Thanks for listening to the Calvary Life Podcast. Thanks again for listening to the Calvary Life Podcast. If you'd like to share any of your thoughts, please reach out to us at podcast at calvarylife.org. You can find out more about the show on Instagram at Calvary Life or on our website at calvarylife.org slash podcast.